0: Podcast. Hello and welcome to another weekly episode of the Beer Fridge Podcast, real beer, real breweries, real opinions, as always. We have you listening to this episode, make sure you subscribe and hit that ding-a-ling-a-ling to be notified of all the latest episodes. Give us a five-star rating, we're on 4.9. Some days obviously clearly not give us five, hey-ho, I'll deal with it. But if you can give us a five, that would be much appreciated. You can also show your support by heading to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash peer fridge podcast, where you can get access to exclusive content, including extended episodes. Patreon.com forward slash peer fridge podcast. My name is Gavin. I've got my usual drinking buddies in the form of MD, Callum Muir, and Mr. Scott McMillan. Good evening, gentlemen. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, hello, hello. In this episode, we're going to talk putty. We're going to talk... Uh, Cones on and um, we're going to talk to amelie as well um who is part of the tipple marketing and beers without beers without beers and that's what's to come on this episode of the beer fridge podcast but we'll start where we normally do and we have not done for the last couple of weeks on the round table of what we are drinking uh, md what you got beard beard without beer I'm beard <laughs> without beer. Yeah. Oh, no, good sure. Well played. Well fucking played. That was. That's why, that's why he gets paid the wages. <laughs> that though. is honestly. That, that is exactly it.
1: You you've got permission See, to show up late next week, mate. Thank <laughs> you. <you've got laughs> Thank permission you, mate. was um...
2: Scott McMillan, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> that's what your Patron oh, money's paying for.
0: That was fucking excellent. Well
1: played. That was so good. That was so good. Um, I am on uh, the Mash Gang train. Um so I i I've, I've I got the box from Bruiser this month, right? So I should start there. And all but one have been beer. Like like have been beers. Right? Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. There's one that is a non alcoholic beer. Um that the is one,
0: the one that you drink it you go, ah oh, this is non alcoholic.
1: Non alcoholic. It's just yeah. you know meh. Right, but the rest of them have been good. There's been Beer. two fruity beers. One is a kind of low unquestioning lilt. Um, <laughs> and but anyway, this one is called the Rain and Blood. I've kind of held this one to the end because it's the um, the collaboration with Abington. Um, I can never say that brewery. Abington, oh, and sorry. it's uh, funnily enough, a zero point five percent. Stout, chocolate cherry cake stout, and it is decadent. It is thick. It has a mouthfeel to it.
0: It's is that pH thick. What is that? pH thick.
1: pH <laughs> thick. It is. <Sorry. laughs> it's on its way to. It's it's on its way to pH thick. <laughs> that's for sure. It's creamy with with unbelief. Like the sour cherry comes through, like singing like you would expect from like a like a gatoy um style um cake basically it's just unbelievable for I've left it um for since we started recording earlier. Um yeah. so it's been out the fridge the whole time and it's just and don't get me wrong like this style of beer you would expect it to be 10.5%. Yeah. You know, so comparing the body from that to this is unfair, of course. However, the the body on it is just like,
0: it is, like uh, you'll notice well, that. Marsh, like Marshley did say last week, he said, take it out yeah. half an hour before you drink it. Right.
1: It's
0: just, he mentioned it last week, and it does look quite, um, quite viscous for a non alcoholic.
1: It's, it's just so good. It is so good.
0: Um,
1: I'm going to say it's the second best beer I've had for them because... Gilroy,
0: you'll appreciate this. Uh-oh, what's he
1: getting? Oh. Uh, <laughs> honestly, mate. Honestly, mate, Unreal. Unreal. What a, what a box. And I've got it. I've got somebody, was that.
0: Morning, somebody was moaning. Somebody was moaning on the Facebook group on the Bruiser the Facebook doublers. Group about doublers. and I'm no, like, double, sorry. I'm like, what what's wrong with having you? How many twelve beers you got in it? Twelve. Uh. What's wrong with having one at two each? Fucking shut Honestly. up.
1: the only one that I'm disappointed in is the cheap lager. Oh Does, right it, does it taste cheap? It is extremely cheap tasting. Right? <laughs> 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 it's extremely cheap. Um.
3: Uh, There's no a patch on the my favourites. The 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 stoop is lovely. I like the American version. The American Pilsner version is great. But
1: the super dry The dry Japanese number. The dry yeah, Japanese yeah, nice. number
3: is just a sigh. And um it's awesome. it's, I, I, I check the shop every time I go and I've I've mentioned it before. Uh, Jade's granddad loves a stoop at the moment. I've managed to get him to try them. He's on the um has been on alcohol free stuff for a, a long time now. And um i let him try a couple of cans when we got them yeah. And uh, he said, aye, that's brilliant Get me made of that So I'd go on every couple of months and order another 12 or so And I always keep my eye out for the the Japanese version And I've never had it again yet And I'm desperate no. to desperate to get more cans I'll buy if only enough we knew,
2: If only we knew the guy at the brewery yeah.
3: um, We should have asked him last week Why didn't we ask him last week? No. It's superb. I I could take a doubler or two, doublers of that, right enough. Can only imagine the rest of the box is superb.
1: That's it's it's awesome. I've got to admit, dry January has been a piece of piss. I've got on it like I haven't like. And last year, I remember, uh, I remember doing dry January because I felt I had to do dry January, and I'm sure we had this conversation. I did it for two weeks, and. Like I, I felt like I needed the detox this year. I don't like. I feel like I don't like need the detox. Yeah, and it has been so easy and in terms of like no craving, like beer and all the rest of it. Even when you fuckers are posting awesome pictures of awesome beers and that, um. But Mash Gang have made that so much easier because mm-hmm. you feel like you're drinking beer. But you, as I, I, I keep saying that,
0: as if I am, I'm not drinking. I am just drinking beer. It's, it's just is, we said that. We've said that numerous <clears throat> times. They, they make, they make no low no beers that are just. They shouldn't be called no low no beers. They're just fucking beer. There's no way that this should have
1: the body, the flavour, and all the rest yeah. of it. Um, it's kind of ready. It it's
3: like, in, uh, you know, So anyway,
1: go on to real beer. All right, real we'll beer, be Full fat beer, sorry. Full fat. Full fat beer.
2: Bosh. So, Boss. I After last week's <laughs> podcast, I took delivery of my Bruiser box for January, and it's Holy Goat. Nice. So I've been super yeah, excited. A, about it. I've been super a, excited. It's a Grail. That's
3: a, that's a Grail adjacent brewery.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Indeed. So I decided to open one tonight. I've not had any at all yet. Um, I've been Ooh. saving them. So I opened up this one, and it's called Honey Bucket,
0: right.
2: <laughs> and it's a golden sour with buckwheat honey and elderflower.
3: Oh, okay.
2: So, I I would write off mark straight away because it is quite it is quite sour, um, mm. but really it's lovely. it's it's extremely pleasant. Um, the honey uh, gives it a really delicious sweetness, and the, the elderflower gives that winey floral. Um, Aroma and flavour that you would expect. So this one is, it's entirely Scottish and, um, and it's been made in collaboration with the Edinburgh Honey Company.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's a uh, wild, um, raw honey. So unpasteurised honey. So it's as it's as natural as it comes, um, in terms of ingredients and in terms of process, it's, it's, Fermented at the start with their um, their house sort of blendy lacto, and um, then it's bl- three different varieties of their sort of house ale has been blended together. Um, the youngest of which was four months old. Um, it doesn't state sort of all the ages. Um, yeah. and then it's been um, yeah, so it's been it's been sort of dry hopped if you like with with foraged elderflower. Um, which I'm guessing was was done during the summer, yeah. And it's got the traditional um, best before the 18th of July, 2032. <laughs> so um, I feel <laughs> like like Ashley was saying last week. I feel, you know, I probably shouldn't be drinking it this early, yeah. Um, but 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 I'll be damned if I'm keeping this. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's about an investment in terms of a box. Um, it, it was only six beers. So for the, for the money that we're spending, it's, it's yeah. quite it's quite a lot per beer, um. But I think it's definitely going to pay dividends. Like I've got I've got um several variations of this beer, so it's it's a sort of golden sour. So obviously this is this is the way that they do things: is they they blend various different ages of sour beer together and then ferment it over. X, Y, or Z. So I've got one with black currants. I've got one with plums and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that in there. Wow. Um, and I've also got a, an export India porter which is uh, looks super exciting. Wow. Um So yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, yeah, but th- that was as, as Mark sort of let you in behind the curtain, we've, we've already done a little bit of spot recording um, this evening. So um, that was my drink for earlier and tonight um, for the second half, I've opened up a nice light number from a brewery Called Spay Valley.
0: Have I heard of them? <laughs> uh,
2: I know. Don't, I, don't, I don't even know where I got this way. But yeah. it's, it's veritable it's, nobodies. Yeah. So, <laughs> this is a fruity imperial stout butt.
0: He was so going to kick it ass. <laughs>
2: it's, uh, and it's nice and light at 12.3%. This one. So, it's an imperial stout matured over raspberries and cherries and then aged in an ex sherry whiskey cask for five months. And that's fucking tremendous. Is fuck. It is absolutely beautiful. Um, the fruit gives it a <laughs> wee bit of a tang, Um But there's so much depth of flavour. Even even just sitting with a glass on the table, the sort of rooms fill in with that sort of whiskey, chocolate, right. coffee, fucking, you know, all, all these wonderful aromas. Um, and it's going to get even better. It's cold just now, but it's going to get even better as it warms up, I feel.
0: Mm, I feel you may be correct there, young sir. Uh, Scotty, bye. What do you got by? So
3: I had, while we were recording that extra bit, um, that um, I opened up my box for Bruiser since we've all mentioned Bruiser boxes. I got um, Left Handed Giant. So it was quite a good eight beers. Got Left Handed Giant. Some for their brew pub, which is excellent because I love the brew pub. It's my um, one of my favourite places to go in Bristol when we go and visit. Um, it's definitely the the brew pub and I got some cool stickers and stuff like that. This one was their Hazy Pale 4.5% um, just really easily smashable, mega fresh it's excellent I've got a few good double IP. there's a double IP in there, there's an Imperial Stout or an Export Stout at least as well which is superb Do you get the um, wee sour
0: one as well with the blue label? I
3: think I've got the sour I think there is a sour I, can remember, I can't
0: remember the name of it but I, um, Like
3: the, the new logo of the wee kind of round-headed guy with the yeah, nose yeah, yeah. that that's obviously been there for a while but it's good to get it on all the kind of stickers and stuff I got a sticker from my laptop a slightly bigger one as well so enjoying the left-handed giant stuff for sure um and then I made a run through to the um the guys at the the through in Glasgow um the yeah. Grunting Growler the Growler that Grunts um and picked up a Growler for the first time ever which we'll come back to but um, I'm having one of the beers I picked up there um, from Duket. I went and I kind of hunting through the fridges at the Grunt and Growler. It wasn't too far a, a search to go looking for Glasgow stuff um, that I wouldn't normally pick up in a bottle shop in Edinburgh, um, and found the Cone Zone. So this is a double IPA. It's a green hop double, double IPA. Quite a good hop bill in it actually. Um, so it's eight point one percent. It's Admiral Eclipse, Azaka, and Enigma are all the dry hops in there. Ooh. So well, that's all. sounds. It is pretty. It's oh, not like Harry,
1: you throw a couple of hops at these beers, oh, is no, it?
3: No,
0: no, <laughs> that sounds
3: excellent. But it's got that proper, dare I say, West. God rest its soul, cone ish hue to it. It's quite uh, that kind of dark uh, amber really Dark, cork. yeah. It's really excellent. Um it's proper, um, butter flavour. Really piney, really resinous. Puts me actually, I'm feeling. Pretty nostalgic. I mean, I hope you, I hope you brews it. This is bottled in November, and um, obviously kept in the fridge at the grunt Because yeah. to not do that would be sacrilege. And it's tasting just as as fine as I imagine it was when it was just that. It. It's superb. Um, I've, I've still and got a, a couple
1: of cones, mate. So I might have
3: oh, to. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I've uh, You've got one saved. Or are you I've, I've, got save I've got two saved. i
3: I'll trade you a bruiser. I'll trade you a bruiser box for one of them. <laughs>
0: Seems like a good trade to me. The um, Edinburgh,
3: Edinburgh, the Edinburgh drinkers prime <laughs> cans of the Cone <laughs> left
0: over. Correct. Right.
3: But that was excellent. I mean, if that gets rebrewed, that huh. stands. I would like to see you try that and and no get Cornish vibes.
0: I like from it. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I like the name a A lot lot so much. I like a lot so much. So um, we're going to use that name for another segment later on in the podcast. Um, Myself, I am drinking distant civilizations from the Azvex. Would you believe I found the Azvex exist? They exist so distant,
2: so distant that you can't see it.
0: <laughs> and Ooh. this, and this camera potentially.
2: know, <laughs> an yeah. AlfaDale can, no. that's that's AlfaDale, is it? Oh, sorry, no, 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 it's Ascent. say my yeah. bad. Uh, so it's
0: IPEA six point five percent. It's got Citra, Eclipse, uh, Laura, and Idaho Seven. Um, the Eclipse, I'm not entirely sure what that is. Um, the other two, uh, or the other ones, I'm I know of, and I've had them before. Um, so that it's. It's kind of like, a, it's a lovely mouthfeel, really floral, kind of mango-y. Um, I, mean, I am actually enjoying the beer, it's quite nice, to be fair. Uh, almost like a mandarin kind of feel about it. Oh, good
3: show, by the way, that's exactly what Eclipse is all about. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, fucking bosh! The that's newest some...
3: mandarin zesty citrus peel. I've, it's, I've enough, I've it's an totally Australian
0: i did that beforehand. <laughs> 100% did not, I've not got time to do that. Sure. Genuine, genuine, genuinely. Did not, um, aye. We, like, no,
3: like. Say genuinely again, that'll make me believe you, n-
0: n- Nope. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> literally, I literally did not. <laughs> but it is kind of soft. It's, it's got a wee bit of stony-ish, fruity-ish to it as well. Um, it's a decent a wee beer, to be fair. Um, where I purchased this, actually had four or five cans of Asvex. Az- so, um, maybe not as elusive as we once thought. Um, but no, enjoying it. It's good that
3: they can get beer out there to back themselves up.
0: They can The incident the art is, is wicked. It's something pretty like Star Wars or something like that, like distant civilization. Aye. So, it's kind of got that vibe to it. Um, very, very nice. Enjoying it. Grab A it if lot. you can. Grab it if you can. Um, so, gents, um, like I said, we're going to be speaking to Amelie, um shortly on the podcast, so stay around for that. Cause normally, I, I, I want I want a wee French accent. I gave it, the come on, on not,
1: not
3: a bit of, of, of pizzazz. I know. Come normally,
1: on. we wait, obviously we're recording at this moment, but normally, he like, does the intro, and he's probably going to just let us run with us. As yeah.
3: Because so, Mark's now making a Phillies, so yeah. it just makes it fair game.
1: But this is usually how a podcast starts, with Gav does a normal introduction, and then he tees it to me and I say whoever their guests uh, are. And normally that way you think, oh yeah, I'll say it, and it comes out in the amount of people that have then said, uh, it's actually so-and-so, or it's actually whatever-so, I thought.
4: Yeah. And I, my, just happened to me in the past, just like with all the podcasts that people just like say my, my, my name wrong. And I just didn't got just like at some point they didn't get that they were talking to me. <laughs> they, they were like saying something that I couldn't understand. So it's like, Oh, that was that. That's my name. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's, that's my name for the next 40 minutes or so. I'll just answer to that every time. Okay.
1: So Emily from Tipple Marketing. Nice for you to join us on the podcast. I may as well just introduce and um and kind of get going. So um thank you for taking the time. Um second time of the podcast. The second time, excuse me. Thanks We're for clarifying. Um, I may as well start with the really obvious and question is what is tipple marketing?
4: Well, that is, uh, that is a, very good question. a <laughs>
0: like, good start. But... Well,
4: so Tipple Marketing is, um, a marketing strategy agency, um, that's basically is a bit of a, you know, three Army and out of marketing. So we do a bit of everything, uh, up to the needs of our clients. Uh, so basically we work with food and drinks industry mainly. But, uh, with like their insider, uh, people and company, uh, majority. Only. Uh, so we a bit specialized like that in that. So any, any, anything that would like any brewery or like cider maker would need in terms of marketing strategy, just like PR, social media, uh, events management. Um, yeah, everything we, we can offer, uh, to them. Oh, I know. I think-
3: For example. In the past, you've done, you were credited by the guys at with yeah. helping them through their lockdown e-commerce solution. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you've helped out. Absolutely. Massively there, because that a, was a big, had to do a pretty quick 180, pretty damn quick, um, to get stuff online that probably wasn't even on their radar, really. It would have been there, but a lot of people paid kind of lip service to e-commerce because it's just no the way. You would rather do business in person if you can. So mm-hmm. to put something like that in place where they've never heard really anything before. <clears throat> I know you offer insight to Pete and stuff for the Brewers Eye as well. So it really runs the whole gambit wherever you can help.
4: Yeah, exactly.
0: I think the, 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 the it's not the easiest question. The, the, more, the kind of first question that comes to mind comes for myself is obviously with the state of of play at the moment and how the industry is and how fickle it is, unfortunately, right now. With we're losing breweries, we're losing tap rooms, we're losing kind of every aspect of the industry at the moment. Is is it give us a kind of idea of that landscape of how the industry is from from your point of view? We can see it as consumers and and media outlet that that kind of looks at it, but from your side of the things, oh, how right. is how is the, the the kind of lay of the land?
4: Well, it is, it is de- definitely very difficult for, for, um, for a lot of breweries uh, out there. Uh, it's, I'm, myself as a, as a business working, uh, directly with breweries, I've seen like clients just like, uh, completely freezing budgets. Um, I lost a couple of clients at the end of last year, uh, because of that, because not, not because of the work, but because, yeah. uh, they can't afford, they want to, uh, just like make sure that, um, they're very mindful with what they spent. Um, which I, I do understand, but I would also say if in that case, it's in that, that kind of environment that you need to focus your, 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 your budget in yeah. marketing, because you need to s- still exist. You need to, to, to do the maximum and to do whatever you can to, to be out there to, because you, you're going to compete to, with people with bigger brewery that have budget yeah, that will be on social media, that will be on like on internet, on Google uh, search and everything. You need to focus on, on getting your brewery out there. Absolutely.
1: Like a like, double edged sword slightly though, isn't it? And just to be playing devil's advocate in that, like, you know, cause if money is tight, you know, the, the cost of grain, the cost of electricity, the cost of the hops have all mm-hmm. went through the roof and you need those things to produce the product yeah. at the end of the day. But if you don't tell enough people about the product, no one's going to buy it. Exactly. But, you know, and it is such a vicious circle and, mm. and that's why, you know, when we're talking about, you know, like from a marketing point of view, it is so important and the competition is like fierce. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously, I've working in the industry myself. You know, you see, and I'm I'm using Edinburgh as an example because I know you spend a lot of time Edinburgh as well. The the landscape of Edinburgh brewing and the competition that is based in Leith alone. Never mind Edinburgh as a whole. It is <laughs> insane, you know. And you've got awesome brewery to your right, awesome brewery to your left, and there's three pubs in the middle. And, well, there's no three pubs, it's Edinburgh, let's be honest. There's 3,000 (laughs) pubs. But, you know, they can only pour one, you know, you're fighting against the macros at the same time. And, you know, standing out from the competition is vitally, vitally important. And Mm -hmm. it's really interesting, like, looking at it from that, like, marketing point of view rather than the, like, the, we normally speak to the brewer, we Mm -hmm. normally speak to the, from, from a, Making the beer, and you know, we're targeting this audience, but you need like, you know, your job and you know, what you're obviously specializing in is like targeting specific people and bringing that audience to. to Yeah, you
3: you can't really do that. Like, the the, you think, well, what I'll do is I'll give it to the guy that does the so we'll not spend any money on marketing. What I'll do is I'll give it to the guy that already does the sales. Mm. So when he's doing the, the if he's on trying to hawk stuff to people. Like to, to, to market it as well as try and sell it, then he's not selling anything for you. So he's not that there's needs no, and also it's not going to be a hit because it's not his job. So you need to be smart about it, yes, but mm-hmm. you need to direct whatever budget you can towards making sure that you give it to somebody who's tried and tested, who knows mm-hmm. what they're doing, who's going to make sure that whatever campaign it is that started and Absolutely. goes through is going to be a success or as as good a chance of being a success as possible.
4: Absolutely. In the end you're gonna you're gonna save money doing that because well, the, the money you you use your if you use your salesperson, for example, to do social media or to do some campaign and stuff like that. I mean what what he should bring you in sales, what he should bring you in, in BSO it's like he that time is gonna he's gonna send so much more time doing something that he's not used to do as well. Uh, well, it's not going to be as efficient as it would be as just being a salesperson. So it is very rare. I mean, don't get me wrong. That exists. There, there is people that are very, very, um, talented in, in both sales and marketing. There's definitely, there's definitely quite a lot out there. But if it's still sometimes that you just, um, we all get to something. It's not, he's not going to phone people. He's not going to be out there and meeting people and sold a beer. So yeah. it's,
3: exactly. I can,
0: hundred percent agree with that.
4: Definitely
3: two hats, right? Some people can wear two hats, and that's fine. But you're not going to give it to the if you're the owner operator of the business as well. You're not going to go through. Well, I was brewing, and then I got somebody in to help me with the marketing campaign stuff, and say, mm. look, I'll just go out and speak to the bottle shops and the rest of it. And yes, you can put faith in your product to sell itself, but know when, like you, you spoke about Leithmark, it's the, you can't just do that because it doesn't, it doesn't stick. It like everybody, there's loads of people in Leith making great product. Yeah. So the the product speaking for itself doesn't work anymore after that. When your competition is just as, as as good stuff as you, it's, you've got to have another angle. Mm-mm. There's got to be another approach to it. It's and it's crazy, but it's the the smart money goes with at times like this as well. It's kind of we've seen or we've been had people on the podcast this year already who the owners of businesses have probably speculated a wee bit too much. But I think yeah. speculation within um. No stretching yourself too far mm-hmm. is definitely the way to go because you've got to stick out it somehow. It's uh, it's totally saturated as a market. But that like companies like um, Tipple are obviously there. To, there's there's a network involved in that as well. It's not just coming. It's not like you're hiring somebody and saying, right, okay, go and get all this mm-hmm. expertise together and get this network together on what you want to do. You'll know how to do things and mm-hmm. how to do things smartly, but also efficiently, which yeah. then means drives the cost in as well, so I you're spending a bit, but it's not as expensive as bringing somebody in and telling them, right, start from scratch, <laughs> Mark, market this beer,
0: please.
4: Yeah, but, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: It's that thing, I'm looking at from that kind of the work that I do and stuff, like, kind of doing regional sales manager stuff, like, it's, it takes away if you go to yourself, family, and Tipple, like you've already got, like Scott, you kind of alluded to that a network of people you you have established connections with. You mm-hmm. know how to go through the process of A, Z, and you've already kind of mapped that. You put, pro- I suspect, and I'd be surprised if that you already know straight away if somebody comes to you with an issue the problem. You go, I've done this before. I've done X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. We'll just we'll just replicate that in this instance. So instead of doing the legwork to find, okay. It's going to take me a couple of days to come up with an idea, but you've already got those ideas right in front of you. You've done it before. Let's just replicate it. Bada bing, bada boom. Let's fucking yeah. do it. Yeah, it works. It works exactly.
4: It works, and if I mean that's the 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 advantage of of the agency as well as um, if I don't know if I because something happens, so it's like yeah. if I don't know how to work that hard, uh, there's always someone that I can hire for it. It's <laughs> like a, a specialist. I can bring on board and and, and ask to work on a specific uh, on a specific thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. How do you how do you see the kind of the next couple of months of this industry kind of panning out? Obviously, we're kind of if we're all being honest, that we're in a bit of a, a, a slum at the moment, and we're seeing breweries pretty much daily going under. I think mm. we've had four. Four or five in the last week, if not more, and there's probably is more that are just aren't we don't know of who don't have that social media platform or don't have the time to put things up. So, how do you see the next couple of months panning out in the industry, and is it going to get better in your opinion?
4: Well, I would say, and in, in, if you were talking next couple of months, I would say no. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I, Unfortunately, oh I don't see things getting better in the in the, in the next two or three months. Um, I think. There's quite a lot of companies that have ha, um, arrived at the end of their um like a energy contract so
3: mm-hmm.
4: it's gonna be a bit um difficult for 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 a lot of them um, so I'm unfortunately I, I yeah not being too pessimistic, but I'm expecting yeah. to see quite a lot uh, still uh, going under unfortunately um, well hopefully in the next six or to eight months. The curve's gonna. I, I, it's it's gonna pass to at some point, but it's maybe getting better. But yeah, yeah so the, the one thing know,
3: is, the external factors getting better, yeah. like <clears throat> things need to ease off generally. For mm-hmm. Absolutely, that you kind know, of you know, decline to stop and for things to turn around. Wow. It's it's really. It's it's cyclical, but it feels this time it feels worse. Like you go, every industry goes through cycles of boom and, and decline. Yeah. But this is a, it's harsh, um, mega harsh.
0: Robert, a question to everybody, to be fair, that's something that I thought about yesterday. Um, so with obviously how the market is at the moment, the prices of electricity. Um, prices of grain, the prices of getting your, your kind of goods together to make beer and how that's just going up and up and up. Obviously pushing the prices of the beer up. Cost of living is the way it is as well. People don't have that income as well. Are we, like, are we going to see a decrease in those big bad boy beers in terms of the kind of imperial beers, the, the prices of like, you're going to spend eight quid, nine pound for a beer for a big, big massive beer. Like, there's, is there going to be a need for those kind of beers? Because no one's going to have the money to buy buy them, and the breweries themselves aren't going to want to put all that money forward to even produce those beers. Do you see a decline potentially in those styles? My initial thought was yes, obviously with with what all those factors in place. But it would be interesting to kind of get what all you guys think. I put it forward to everybody.
2: I think yes, um, but I think it's going to be certain breweries are going to be able to maintain a level, I think. Other breweries that maybe only specialise in those kinds of things are maybe going to struggle a little bit. I think there's always going to be a market for that kind of high end yeah. stuff. It's the same as it's the same as anything else really, isn't it? You either decide do I want to spend a lot of money on a small amount of product or do I want to spend a lot you know a lot a lot of money on a lot of product yeah. So uh, you know if that's your but if that's the way you want to look at it, you know, if you if your budget is slash to ten pounds a month on beer, do you want to spend ten pounds on one really really good can of beer? Or do you want to blow it all on as as much as you possibly can? So I think I'm probably the former, you know, by quality <laughs> rather than quantity.
0: You... <laughs> I that, that
3: works until
1: Saturday. <laughs> yeah, until Saturday Sunday
0: you can <laughs> I'm.
1: I would say. I would, I would say no to your question, Gav. I don't think because I think the people that do it well uh, are going to continue to do it. Yeah. And the the way the craft beer industry is at the moment, there is a such a demand for the high quality double IPAs, triple IPAs, quadruple IPAs, imperial stout. You name it. All these stuff that are the big bad boys. And the reason I'm kind of jumping on that is the the cost per litre that the breweries are going to work towards on these bigger batches, and I suppose it depends on your brew size and all the rest of it, but, you know, when you're scaling up the way, it's it's easier to scale up on a big brew than it is on a small batch
0: and yeah. doing something, you know, so I think it'll always be there. I think they're definitely strong. always going to be there. I just think though no, there might be less.
1: Yeah, well, I I, I, I would say no, just because I think the the people that are going to do it are going to saturate the market in those particular styles. so I think there's going to be plenty doubles in that. The question I would be pondering is, how quickly are we going to see the 10 quid pint in a pub? Or how quickly are we going to see the 15 quid pint in a pub? You know, which... I think that's
0: a scarier question than are we going to see. I spent 10 quid when we were at the Craft Beer and Food Truck Festival in Glasgow, I I spent 10 quid in a pint of uh, Overtone. I know it's a different (laughs) environment. That's a a,
2: triple IPA though,
0: mate, come on. (laughs) Yeah, I know, and that was in a festival. um, So I get, I I don't know know why it was 10 quid.
3: Come
1: on. We should ask... um, uh, Emily, the the professional, what you think? You should answer that <laughs> question. Sorry,
4: I think I think because of the yeah the increase of taxes on 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 the, like the more like, oh, black... Yeah, um, yeah yeah on the higher ABV beer, uh, yeah, I th- I think this equal brewery breweries are going to try to brew under the other tri- 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 uh uh percent uh, because of that yeah um, uh, because it's going to be extremely expensive um. To brew be a, a black high ABV for, for a lot of opera. Well, so we're going to we going to
0: see.
3: The, sorry, go. I was just going to ask. So as a as a, a what will I call it? A marketeer was that the, <laughs> that the, <it's> the official <laughs> term? <laughs> um, as someone with expertise in marketing on that side of things, if somebody's coming to a, with a campaign, one for a we'll go with a three point eight percent pale ale. And one for a bigger ABV, double IPA, or something like that. What's the what's the easier to market? What's the easier to to go with?
4: I would say d- depend on the brewery.
3: <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so it depends on who's making it. That's a good answer. That's depends on just, making
4: just, it. So it depends. It's it's depends on the market. It depends on on so many different things. Uh, it's yeah. It's difficult. It's like for and we can market basically everything if yeah. it's. Yeah,
3: the right product for the right brewery. Just because you hear like the, the, the doubles and stuff or people that maybe don't like, the overtones of the world to do it every second beer, who release a beer every three days, I think, um, they can shift stuff like that and everybody's just kind of taken before it's made. Mm-hmm. But then you've got others who, we've spoken to other breweries that we've spoken to in the past when they brew a double, they say it's, it's like, it's difficult to shift it. Like I can yeah. get so much to bottle shops and stuff, but see, mm-hmm. shifting the rest, you're always left with, X mini cans lying in the fridge and stuff like that. And uh, it's like, what do I do with it? Whereas mm-hmm. I was wondering if there was a preference wise, if there was, what do you what do you like to there's, go for? There's too like, many other
4: factors. There's always a preference with the market. Obviously, there's always like some tastes uh, that are a bit more like trendy uh, than others, uh, depending on the year. But I, I, I think I firmly believe that if it's the right product for the right brewery, that for the right market they will they will sell it um i would say that it would be completely ridiculous for 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 like a a a more like british style traditional brewery um to to brew a like a double ip because they don't have the customer they don't have the market is not doesn't want it Uh, and i think uh maybe not overton because overton i would say but even, yeah, overtones, it's just like their 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 customer, they really want, they, they want that deeper, they want that deeper. they want that, that, mm-hmm. that really, uh, kind of open thing. If, if they were like starting to, to do a mile or something, like, people would not buy it. It's just like, it would be ridiculous. Even, even. Yeah. Even, even if a lot of trendy brewery have, have done miles and, and the past year, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure they would, they would shift it. Yeah.
1: I'm going to snip this for a, an internal conversation I've been having. Okay.
4: I'm, I'm going to
3: snip this. I'm sure David sorry. will listen to it we'll, anyway. We'll leave you, Emily, we'll leave you the address so you can uh, invoice accordingly. That's
1: fine. <laughs> it's really funny because the question I would have is it's creating the market, isn't it? You Because know, right. breweries sit in sectors and you get, Traditional breweries, with mixed with overtone hype and all the rest of it, and people brew and people drink beer from specific breweries because they are known to brew a specific, and that's where you're drawn to. And when you try and blur outside lines, and every brewery will do it because you want to expand, you know, your customer base. And the 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 more styles and the more people you can reach, then the more customers you're able to draw in. You know, it's, it's simple. But um, in the current climate I guess
2: the I guess the overwhelming lesson should be don't take risks. <laughs> you know, if you've got a customer base, if you've got if you've got a following, then please them first before you yeah. start pushing it's the boat out when think, you know.
4: I think you can't do everything a as a brewery. You you have a market and you need to listen to your market. You, you need to brew the bit that that expects it uh, by your market as well.
0: Yeah. Is this why, uh, just you're saying about the the duty and stuff and high ABV beers and stuff, is this potentially why we're seeing, there's there's other reasons why, but a kind of boom in the low and no stuff, like in table beers, there's a lot of table beers and there's obviously a lot of low and no stuff kind of kicking about, obviously for health reasons as a factor, but for the reasons, again, like we're saying about the tax and stuff and Lecky bills and everything going up. Is this why we're potentially get a boom in that, in that kind of area? Or am I just shit?
4: I would say probably, uh, like the, the no and low, um, kind of, alcohol and, and beer, like the no and low, uh, trends, uh, I started quite a, a few years ago already. Yeah. So it's been growing for like the past four or five years or, uh, so it's, it's kind of, it, it was a trend that was going to grow and to be more black like, important at some point anyway, because you said so it's like, because of health reasons, yeah. because, because of a lot of like younger customer that drink definitely less than, than the older. um, But also because there's like a bit of a shift into the, the, like the, a bit of consumption of, of people. Yeah. But yeah, definitely the, the, I would say the, 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 the increase in, in, in taxes is definitely going to, finish to push it completely. But yeah. uh, but it was it was gonna happen anyway.
0: Yeah you could see it. You definitely you could see it happen. That's why I d don't really jump on it too much in, in that aspect. But yeah you could definitely see it and obviously the guys at going at the forefront on that and making tremendous beers. Yeah. By all means go back and listen to last week's episode. You can hear us talking to Mashley um aka Jordan and um, had that conversation last week with him. That was superb as yeah. always. Yeah.
3: Before you jump on and talk about the fun stuff like Webfest and Beers Without Beards and stuff like that, yes. the last um, boring industry question, not boring industry, but hard, <laughs> hard-hitting industry question. Deposit return scheme. Don't oh, come on. your phone. What Don't disconnect to oh. ask about it. I, I just no. wanted that reaction to everybody. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> absolutely cool. That's perfect. Anybody that wants in beer, DR, DRS, thoughts. <laughs> No, the DRS and the Formula One. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> the Formula
1: one. On,
4: on the principle, I think it's we should. I mean the 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 ethics behind the idea are right. Its execution
3: is push. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean the the wanted to do something for environments and 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 all of that is good. Is definitely very good. Is very but how it's been organised, how it's been uh put in place is is a bit of a dis- disaster for for brewery in Scotland. And I was I was like reading on Twitter as like a um Shield from Simple Thing Fermentation like, yesterday I was trying to mm-hmm. encourage um you um, try to
3: encourage English breweries, right? English breweries comment back. I was like, they're not gonna who's gonna
4: it's
3: They're gonna not going to be... bother. No, Sorry, that's right. and that's going to be brutal for. it, yeah. it just doesn't help the relationship between everybody in the in the UK is trying to help mm-hmm. each other. It, obviously, it helps the more avenues you've got.
4: Yeah, um,
3: there's only it really reduces it to you're only going after us, and that they kind of help. It it's, just it's, it's going to such... be
4: it's going it's to be disastrous awful thing. for 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 us in in Scotland for the choice that we're going to have uh, basically at the at the mm. pub or the bottle shop. That's going to be completely yeah, it's just like changed completely. Uh, but also for Scottish brewery that not going to be able to sell anything in England <laughs> as well. Yeah, so it true. is very difficult for 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 the industry definitely. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's just mental. It just doesn't mm-hmm. make. It's so, so, Like poorly organised, poorly timed, the most horrifically timed <laughs> thing I think I've ever seen. It and, was, the, uh, it was yes. the
1: comment of oh, sorry, it was the comment Gil, of uh, well, we've spent all this money on it, so we need to start seeing a return on our investment. And you're thinking, like, what, how
3: much more can we return? But that, we're, already was just, tax. Oh. we're already returning tax. We're already returning. Can you stay open? Pumping, hangs in, paying your tax national insurance, or whatever it is. How Duty, on every hand, it's the same when we were talking about the like the, the chap that had taken over the name, the Twisted Wheel name, and the will yeah. take that stuff on and sell it for you, but no, you need to pay us all the duty up front. It's robbing Peter to pay Paul. It doesn't make any sense at this point in time to make things more difficult to do business. I mean, you've already yeah. seen what happens with, like, say, Northern Ireland and borders and articles and this, that, and the next thing, through other decisions that have been made, why make things more difficult? Uh-huh. Keep things open, maintain some level of consistency somewhere, when everybody else is pulling your pants down everywhere everyone else is <laughs> trying <you come, laughs> try and maintain some sort of consistency somewhere, it just makes no sense. Anyway, only f- more fun, outings, I just <laughs> kind of wanted the reaction by asking the difficult question. <laughs> <laughs> some people on the inside, it's good to
0: um uh, you're also amelie the, the founder as well of Be- beer beers without beards um tell us oh, about your name by the way brilliant um, name i actually i, I said the, the wife this afternoon oh who you got in tonight and i said that and she oh, said what's, what's that and i said like, oh beers without beers and she just pushed herself off she said that's a brilliant name
4: tell, <laughs> tell us about that well so business Without uh um, for those who don't know the, the group. So um, we started like in 2018 now. It's going to be our five years uh, this year. So uh, basically it's a group of women who like to drink beer and like to talk about it and, well, and like to meet up with like-minded women and, and drink beer. So basically it started like that. Um 2018, I had just moved to Scotland um i was yeah just like at the time to um trying to make friends and to just like yeah like be like a yeah just make make friends and make people uh that just are the same interest in me um and at the time with a friend we we uh she she had like a, a whiskey meetup and um she she told me like oh you should start uh um, a beer meetup with a, a woman beer meetup and, and that's we, that's we did. Uh, that's what we did. So we started, uh, we were four people, uh, for the first meetup. And now we are, I think we almost 500 people on, wow. in the group. It's
3: uh, amazing.
1: Um,
4: so obviously not the 500 people not coming at, at every meetup, but, um, <laughs> it's, it is, there's people all around the world. So that's, that's great. There's people from the, from the US, there's people from, uh, from Europe, they, yeah, people from, from everywhere, uh, that join the group, uh, just sometimes comment on just like pictures or get some info. Um, when they travel to, to Scotland, they, they, they try to join, uh, a meetup or, um, or something or an event like that. Uh, we had someone from, uh, from the US, um, help us, uh, volunteering during, uh, the Women in Beer Festival in October uh because she saw she was she was travelling in Scotland at, at the time of, of We Fest and she she asked if she could volunteer. Uh so it was great to meet people like that. Um uh, but yeah basically we we do one meetup a month. We try to do one meetup a month basically in a pub, in a tap room, um just yeah meeting meeting up and, and chatting beer and chatting nonsense and drinking nice beer. Uh the last one was uh last Saturday at the brand new newborn room. Yep. It's very good. Um and how, how
0: is that tap room by the way?
4: It's great. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's a really nice tap room. mm
0: We, we need to go.
4: Yeah, yeah. I, nice. I, I, I like the I like the the environment I like that. You can play darts as well. That's oh. fun. <laughs> but no, no, it's a great it's a great tap room. So yeah, it's a good a good uh yeah, a good place.
0: Definitely need to get on that. honestly that like it's just such a, such a cool thing. The beers without beards. It's absolute perfect. And I think it's something that we need to encourage more. And we've seen everything over the last couple of years with Brave Noise and stuff. So, mm. um, it's, it's, it's awesome. And obviously you've got the, like you mentioned, the, the women in beer fest. Um, tell us a little bit about that as well.
4: So yeah, women in beer fest. So it's like, a, so basically with, with beers, there were like a, so we were doing those meetups and those tastings sometimes a brew day. And, and I was hearing quite a lot of people just that, just like being wondering. Just like, oh, boy, you, that's funny. So it's like, oh, women who likes beer. That's, that's unusual. Oh, woman, are you working in the industry? So yeah, yeah. Oh, that's unusual. So it's like, well, no, not really. No, it's not. Quite, <laughs> quite a lot of women working in the industry. <laughs> and so it, it came a bit. F- from that I was like, well, I think we should do something to, to just show that we, we are quite a lot of work in the industry and, and maybe if we show that it's possible it's something that women are able to do, there will be maybe even more women uh starting working in the industry. Uh because we know obviously that we are still a, man, a minority of like a like a of of yeah. And like a percentage and everything uh, in in the beer industry, but and that's probably that's definitely what um, leads to those problems of of sexism and of harassment and all those those problems. If if people are not seen as legitimate as men in an industry, there's like there's something that kind of it it become acceptable to harass and to
0: uh
4: yeah. um, So the idea is to just show that we are quite a lot at working there, that it's we're working at every possible in every possible way. There's brewers, there's uh people who do packaging, there people yeah. who set up brewing kits, there are people mm. who finance HR, marketing obviously there's more traditional uh, to see women in marketing or sales roles, uh, but women owning brewery, women in every single parts of the industry, there's women. So the idea was to highlight them, uh, maybe create role model and create vocation, uh, to just basically red- redress the gender balance. Mm. That's it. That's it.
2: That's and it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic thing to do. I mean, and and it's important that we do that across all aspects, but but obviously we're focusing on on the sort of brewing industry, and I think that that sort of stigma of beer equals man is kind oh. of you know it's 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 proven to be a bit of a tough nut to crack, but mm. it, there's there's absolutely no reason for for that association to be there. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's beer is for absolutely everyone, and
0: yeah. It's just, it just it, it's something that needs to be needs to be highlighted more and obviously we've um we we've done a couple of podcasts with regards to brave noise and stuff and um fully on board with it and if you're like I said, if you're one of the people that are getting your season two Battle of the Brewery cards, which I believe will be in March, and um, which we are a part of, you'll see underneath our logo when you get the card, it's you'd actually want to get the brave noise logo with it as well because 'cause we're a hundred percent behind this. Um Definitely, all, all aspects of it. There's no reason why women shouldn't be in beer at all. I mean, for fuck's sake. During the war, they were making the fucking beer.
3: Well, before that, <laughs> you only need to go two steps back and it was 100% um, female-run and, and thrived as a result. So mm-hmm. um, you, know, you look at Emma Inch and the rest, like some of the yeah. best people in the industry, if you look at like you're taking the absolute pinnacle of what exists, whether it be marketing or making the stuff or writing about the stuff, Emma mm-hmm. is such a an inspiration as somebody who's incredible. i could have been listening to the podcast and stuff that she's been doing recently with the likes of John Robbins and that, and it's just been unbelievable listening to her. I could listen to her talk about beer all day. Um, <laughs> easy, it's brilliant. Just the descriptions. Um, you mentioned brew days, so where's yep. the next? When's the next brew day that you're involved in, and where so, is it going to be?
4: So it's going to be for International Women Day. So every year we, we're trying to, uh, to take part on the, um, uh, the Unite Brew, the International Women Collaboration Brew Day, mm-hmm. uh, the initiative that's been launched by Sophie Leon's, uh, 10 years now. It's going to be the 10 oh. years anniversary of, of Unite Brew this year. Um, so on the 8th of March, we're going to brew with pilots.
0: Oh, and, nice. and happy. That would be good. <laughs> that's awesome.
4: Can't wait yeah. to see the social media posts that <laughs> want to say that. Oh my be, goodness! They'll be typically pilot esque, which will be super <laughs> well. I hope so. But yeah, no, it's 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 been something that we wanted to do a collab with Pilot um, uh for for quite a while, um, and we were supposed to do one um in twenty twenty actually March twenty twenty. I God, we all know I what that. happened
0: <laughs> <laughs> in March
4: 2020, so we had to cancel the brew um, because it was just a I think it was a couple of days after we went into lockdown. Mm. Uh, so so it's been kind of in the air uh, since then, and yeah, I'm I'm really happy that we finally able to uh, to brew at, at Pilot So yeah, it's gonna be great. That'll
3: be amazing. Can't wait to follow the good. coverage of that. that'll, just, that'll be incredible. Really good. That's... Do, you
1: know, do you know what you're brewing yet or is it just
4: it's, uh it's in discussion still. Uh yeah. we had a few ideas, but um the idea it depends, of, depends on of, the
0: price of the grain. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh
4: but um the, the 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 what's what's great with Unit Brew is also um it's it's a, a collaborative brew. So um we have a lot of um female brewers and in, uh, in the Bezos of Beards Group. Uh, that are gonna work with Jess, uh, to, um, to work on the recipe. So I, I know a bit, but it's still a work in progress for the moment. Nice.
3: Sounds
0: I'm exciting. Sure it
3: be amazing. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Many great minds collaborating on it. It can only be good stuff that comes exactly. out of the end. and <laughs> <laughs> then add a, a pilot twist to it. It'll be perfect.
1: <laughs> does it go into can or is it keg and stuff as well i'm just thinking obviously pilot edinburgh if there's keg a chance to drink something fresh out of keg well would
4: be... we we will definitely do like a, a launch uh so there will be keg absolutely uh nice. we, we will do uh, um, a launch of the beer uh in um in in a pub in a local pub um, so I'm, I'm, I know the verb, but I'm not saying yes. Nah, <laughs> nah I I you, Top secret, top secret. Oh, I'll, oh. I'll
1: ask you that exact same question when we stop recording. <laughs> and um, we can... Yeah,
3: uh, I still don't, don't like, tell you. <laughs> uh, probably. you and you'll get the exact same answer.
4: And yeah. Same answer, fuck off. <laughs> no, I, the time. <laughs> yeah. I can't say because I, I, I don't know if it's confirmed yet, so... Thank oh
1: yeah, i got you. that makes sense. Yeah. It's just... Um, I guess I say I think for me as a whole, just kind of showcasing how many women are in the industry and uh, 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 at such a high level as well in terms of like you know brewing execution and all the rest of it. You know, I remember the first guest we ever had on the podcast, the first, and I'm saying this nicely, the first legit guest. School does. Yeah. Oh. Dawn from um, the head brewer at Fierce at the time. Oh, excuse me. She's (laughs)
4: amazing, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I remember, like, I I was saying this to uh, someone I was chatting to this week and I was saying that I remember I heard us describing making the take a break, the Kit Kat infused style beer that Fierce done and we were thinking, you know, did you just, you know, and this was did you just throw Kit Kats into the marsh sort of thing, right? <laughs> And no, and she broke it down for us and, you know, it was all about the, the, the malt bill and building that, like, layer of flavour up and all the rest of it. And I remember coming away and I, I always, like, I don't know if the rest of the boys are that. Like, I always, like, scribble tons of notes. When somebody mentions something, I'm always, like, and then, so I can come back to it. Yeah. And I remember looking at that notepad after and it basically just looked like Gobbled like, just absolutely like, gibberish, because I was thinking, what was she talking about? And I scribbled malt <laughs> this and hop extract that and this, and went away, and I remember thinking,
0: like, I remember finishing that going, I have not got a fucking clue.
1: I just, maybe <laughs> I, maybe I just,
3: like, thinking, like, mm, maybe no, just cool. maybe just maybe just enjoy <laughs> it and say it, thanks yeah. very much to all these all these women who have done such a great job and be and just say thank you and <laughs> order another pint. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, do <laughs>
4: was one of our, our, our guests for the first edition of Witfest. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. I thought
3: I, I tell don't why. Really
1: I, I do have to make fun of her slightly and we did say this when we caught up the the second time when I met her, but she did drink a whole bottle of white wine, thinking it was some like Good. Nelson Savine yeah. funky pale like new wave beer, and then uh, when she I got, got two thirds of the way through, and went, yeah, realised it was eleven percent white wine. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but it was uh, honestly uh, it's uh, uh, brilliant stuff, and obviously like I worked through like Spay uh, Valley, and I know. Uh, Charlotte worked um, at Spey as well, and I've heard some awesome stories about some of the brews that she's she done as well um, through that connection. So, um, no, it's it's wicked. Um, have you got anything sort of coming up other than the brew and March? Is there anything else that you would like to plug from a typical marketing point of view?
4: Oh, um, uh, on people marketing. Well, or, or on anything, oh, general, or anything Absolutely
1: anything. Just well, life.
4: People, no, I don't know. It's just like, I can share good news, uh, that, um, we, we're working on the, um, the next, um, big guild uh, awards in, um, for this year. So Amazing. that's, that, that's really that's cool. Awesome. Uh, that's awesome. so, Thank yeah. you.
0: just, uh, just, uh, I, uh, I mean, are we, like kind of best podcast thing, you know what I mean? Just <laughs> hey, yeah, you too. The chance to go would be
3: unbelievable. Nah, well that as
0: well, that
4: as well. <laughs> well, just <laughs> so like yeah, send 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 your 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 um, media yeah, requests. Your... <laughs> it's, 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 it then goes, what
0: one do you send? That's that's kind of maybe. <laughs> Friendlier, less <laughs> <listeners. laughs> Maybe this well, one. I'm not. I'm
4: not the one judging. So maybe I'm this one.
0: To be fair, i haven't sworn as much as we normally do. So it's probably this one. <laughs> nah, um, I will.
4: I will not. I will not be the one judging. But I can. I can <laughs> just. So hard. Put your 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 uh um your subscription like, again. Your no, your that's... yeah and uh in. <laughs> With the others.
0: Don't want it. don't want it's, uh, it's, it's fine. But, it's yeah. Awesome.
4: We, we, we will work on that with. So it's, it's really great because I'm joined by, um, on that project because it was, a, it's, it's quite a big one. So I'm joined yeah. with, um, by Days Eternal or uh, Scrabble Newcastle. She's going mm. to work with me, uh, as she's, she's also, there's eternal marketing. So she's, um, yeah, she's going to work with me on that, on, on that project for all, all the year. And also Manuela Campbell, uh, was, um, uh, based in London and, um, yeah, I stopped working in the industry as well. So that's amazing. That's great. Yeah.
0: Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Um, make sure and, oh, sorry, Emily, carry on.
4: No, it's just like I say on the on the wheat Fest front, uh, just like no wheat Fest in 2023, but to become even better and bigger in
3: 2024.
0: Oh, ah, oh. oh, so, so you
1: are I was going to say it's a whole year hype train for the next <laughs> one, and we're just building up there hype. We go.
3: Well, that's that's how you do it. That's how you like do t- it. Like a Glastonbury or a Tina Park thing. Take a year off and let things get. <laughs> We <laughs> build the hype, build the hype.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully it's not <laughs> teen the apart because that was a, the worst idea they ever had. Uh,
3: well, part, it'll be it'll be amazing. Everybody will buy tickets. You'll buy tickets near sixty five when it comes back, cousin.
0: Oh, mate, <laughs> you know me. You know me. Um, like I said, make sure because we, we know people from the actual industry do occasionally listen to this. I know there's a couple of guys from Alba and stuff that listen. they um. They listen, and there's a couple of breweries as well. And um, make sure you head over to TippleMarketing.com. Head over to that website, and you can get all the information with the guys to what Amelie does, and you get in contact with herself and her services, which we would recommend. Definitely, Thank definitely you. worth getting in touch, and also the other bits as well. You could, and this is to anybody who listens to the podcast in general. And um, make sure you go and. Like, follow, and share everything with Beers Without Beards. Uh, I'll make sure I put a, uh, a link below. And again, with the, the women in beer as well, um, I'll put the links below in the description so you can go straight to those Inst- those Instagram and Facebook platforms and you can like, follow, and share all the content from there. Also, highly recommended. Um, definitely check it out because it is interesting. It's really good to see. It's good as well. And I, I noticed it last year as well around the, the time of... Um, International Women's Day, the the social media posts were there was must have been one every five minutes to be fair. I was like, oh they're brown. Oh there's the there's that in. There's a the hops in. It was so good it was good to, was good really to good follow along.
3: I right, get on a brew day and stuff as well. You the kinda makes you feel like you're part of it and you're following it through and <laughs> then you get to see the taste and enjoy the product at the end, which is definitely my favourite but I'm not really a Definitely not a Wellies and, and really? uh, hops and stuff person, but yeah. I'll definitely do the taste test at the end and uh, taste repeatedly.
0: Yes, um, <laughs> 100% correct. With gusto. Um, yes, me and you are the after. tasters, girl and the, the 100%, marking, like those and
3: those who, those who know what they're doing properly, um, especially the um, the the international Women's Day stuff that beer is going to be incredible I'm definitely excited for that and it's no it's, if it's being brewed the of March that's not too far after my birthday so a wee kind of somewhere <laughs> I could get are we token or something somewhere I might be able to get it when it becomes available probably later in March April would be ideal okay. that sounds good.
0: Looking forward to the live videos to watch along as well. Uh, Like I said, make sure you go and like, follow, share all that content and make sure you can keep up to date with all with beers, uh, without beards and the women in brew as well. Uh, Emily, it's been really good to have you back on the broadcast, a returning guest. It's always good to see friendly faces. Always nice to see friendly faces. Um, Pleasure to have you on as always. Um, And yes, until next time, we'll see you soon. Thank
4: you.